Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Charge Shot Gamescast. I am your host Ben, aka the Marvelous Iggy, and joining the man who went rafting this past weekend. I was going to say whitewater rafting, but you did not do that part. But you went rafting and turned into a lizard man at the end. Justin. Just my knees. Just Actually, my knees. I, I was fairly happy with it because um, I had a, like a like one of those bucket hats on that kind of covered my head and neck and everything. And then like a long sleeve water shirt. So like my arms were, you know, arms and body were safe. Um, and then we had like spray on sunscreen for legs. But um, I didn't think about the fact that, you know, when you sit down, your shorts go up a little bit. So like it was just my knees that were uncovered and got very burnt because any part of me that is exposed to the sun immediately gets burnt. Dude, it's same. super fun. Yeah. And joining us, the man who unfortunately is also sick like I was a week ago, uh, is Tyler. Listen, man, I wasn't that sick. It was just a uh, mild cold that was kicking my ass for the last five days. Kind of still is, but... But you're pretty sick. Heck yeah, I am. (laughs) Alright, well, we got a lot to talk to you about today, guys. Uh, No, we're going to actually have to talk talk about is Game Pass... Yeah! Game Pass. Is Game Pass fatigue (laughs) real? Um, but we got Doom Within Doom, uh, Band of the Three release date officially announced, and uh, among other things. Um, do not put the Among Us sound effect, I swear to God. Uh, so let's go ahead and kick it off with Justin as we normally do with what he's been up to this past weekend, besides river rafting. Yeah, um, I will I will briefly talk about river rafting, because it's my first time ever doing it, and it was actually pretty fun. Um, had no idea what to expect. We got out on the river... They, like, pointed at a raft and said, that one's yours. Go on. Um, apparently, like, pe- people were gatekeeping uh, rafting to me. Like, you're not supposed to use paddles. Um, even though, like, sometimes the water is still and you have to, you know, make some forward momentum. But I don't know. I guess it was a big deal that we had paddles on our raft, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, and since this is uh, southern Missouri... It wouldn't have felt like home uh, if we didn't, maybe five minutes into the float, hear someone yell off in the distance, White Power! Wow. Oh. So that was that was fun, um, oh. especially for my uh, my friend that was with us, uh, who's from El Salvador. Uh, Jesus Christ. Power Rangers yeah. would have been much different if um, Tom yelled out White Power. Ugh. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of characters on the river, but... That was uh, probably the the most inherent example of what it can be like living in the Midwest to South <laughs> on any given random day. Um, there was also on the bus ride back to our car. Uh, there was a like a conversation over the intercom with the bus driver about how I guess a fight broke out on the beach, um, like one of the coastlines, because uh, someone was um, was like making like mean comments about uh, President Biden and the person over the intercom was like okay now I, I, I didn't vote for him he's not my president but he is the president of the United States and we, we, we shouldn't be letting people talk about the president like that I was like okay <laughs> I'll, I'll take it you know <laughs> she's at least defending the, um 
but yeah, a lot of very amusing anecdotes from uh, from river rafting down south. Um, but it was really fun. Uh, my wife got to just be a mermaid for a while. Um, so, you know, that's what she wanted for her birthday. I was happy to oblige. Um, but I actually haven't played that much this week. Um, with, you know, taking that trip and having a friend over... Um, I just haven't had a lot of time. And what little time I have had, I mostly put towards the PlayStation Randomizer series. Uh, I Because I wanted to ramp up production on those, but now it means I am spending a lot more time playing just an hour of random games instead of, like, actually the games that I'm, you know, playing regularly. But I do want to say real quick that uh, today's episode, uh, that is Monday, um, was on Resident Evil HD... And I feel bad that I was mean to it um, because I know that is a beloved, you know, classic game. And I say in the episode, I, I didn't like it. Like, I don't really think there's anything good about it um, aside from just looking nice. But like, it's so hard. Just, I wanted to have a little you know, conversation. It's so hard to like look back at those, you know, retro classics that you don't have the nostalgia for. Because they don't always hold up. And it's tricky to toe that line with people that, you know, love the series, love the game because they grew up with it. Like, can still go back and play it because they already know, you know, how to get around those issues. But if you don't have the nostalgia for it, all you're seeing is a, a super dated game that isn't that fun to play. And I don't know if maybe I was missing something, but... I, I, I've had a few comments be like, you know, how, how dare you say that? Or like, you know, you, you, you take the L on this one because this is a classic. And it's like, okay, one, difference in opinion. Resident Two, fans are very protective of that, that remake, dude. They, they love yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Like, so, like, you kind of just, like, I don't, I don't validate attack against, attack against you because that's bullshit. But, like, that... That'd be like criticizing Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. It's like, you're gonna have people like, how fucking dare you? It's this and that. And I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Chill. Well, because I think of examples like Super Metroid. A lot of people go back to that game having never played it before. Maybe they like other Metroid games already, which, you know, I like other Resident Evil games. Um, and then they go back to Super Metroid and they're like, okay, this game's still pretty good. Like, it's got its issues, but, you know, it's it's a solid title to go back to. I don't feel like Resident Evil One has that, the same in the same way, because it has a lot a, more dated mechanics. Yeah, I mean, but you're also you also a person who likes Super Metroid. You ask somebody who likes RE RE One, they could go back to that game just as easy and say the same thing. Well, no, I'm saying like someone that has no experience with Super Metroid, like playing it for the first time now. Like I know personal examples of people that still love it, and they, yeah. you know, like Maximilian Dude, for example, he just did that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can you can complain about some stuff in it. I complain about some stuff in it, but like you can still appreciate it because I think it's a little more timeless. Um, just the inherent like survival horror elements of Resident Evil HD, and I'm specifically talking about that one because it's the only example I know. I don't know the original in comparison. It's probably yeah. worse. Um, oh, for sure. Tank but left the wazoo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Resident Evil HD, like that's one where I think the like emphasis on survival horror with like limited inventory and kind of that you know, um, 
like very uh, very kind of stiff like combat controls and stuff uh, to make to ramp, ramp up the tension with the combat. I feel like all of that uh, is kind of a knock against it in comparison to like the others, and that's why you know two and three were remade with modern engine rather than remade well, in that same style. Not necessarily. It's just because they were they two and three were rumored to be remade for a long time, and it just so happened that it lined up with what they were doing. Like there were they they people had made a two remake, and then that's when the actual two remake happened. Like they were it was supposed to happen a long time ago. Like it sure, was, it was it wasn't like yeah. But also, like if you look around that same time, they made Resident Evil HD, you know, remake of the first game, right. and then they made four. Which was, they, they, they might have been in the opposite order. But point is, like, they didn't feel well, the need to make four that same way. Well, no. Well, I mean, one is a, one was a, just a fresh coat of paint for something that was out ten years ago, and yeah. four was the next step in the franchise, and with with still like very similar, but it was it was right. But I'm just saying, in a lot of ways, four was the first one to be more modern because two right. and three were built on that same you know foundation Absolutely. of one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like they clearly learned that some things necess- didn't necessarily work for modern audiences. So when they had a chance to make a new game, they did it quite a bit differently. And oh, I think sure. that game, is, you know, holds up a lot better over time. Yeah. Um, you know, more so than like Resident Evil HD, for example. Even though they came out in the same console area era, you know, within a few years of each other. But one being a very faithful remake to a very dated game. Versus one, you know, being a new game at the time and still being remade now or remastered, I should say now, but it holds up. And also remade. Yes, but I'm just talking about the remasters. Yeah. Like you can play that remaster and it still feels really good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 interesting because um, I assumed the game would be better than I thought it was, <laughs> honestly, like. With how, how much I heard about how good it is. There still like, is, I should say. I appreciate OG Resident Evil for what it did for gaming in all honesty. But oh, yeah. going back to that game, whether it be the original or the remake, it's rough for me, man. Like, if mm-hmm. again, if you played the series to hell and back, you know, it's whatever to you. But to people like us that don't really indulge in these kinds of games, it's kind of hard to get into in all honesty. And you yeah. know, you, I could see it from both sides, honestly. I'm I'm really surprised they didn't remake one again, <laughs> right? In the in the RE engine, but the thing about it, I I don't know if I'd want that because RE two and RE three are such bigger games, so you can use that third person camera moment. Versus mm-hmm. the Spectre Mansion is very claustrophobic, and I I I personally like RE one remake. I have never beaten it, and I I've, I've mm-hmm. played it pretty frequently, and I. It's definitely different, and you have to adjust. And that's what I say with any game; like you just have to adjust. It's like it's a new game. That doesn't mean you what you're feeling isn't valid. But um, I'm really surprised they haven't done a remake, a re a remake of the first one in like the RE engine with like the new models and stuff to keep it yeah. in line with the new paradigm. Well, that's what I found weird. Is like I thought maybe you know. Because they hadn't remade it again, and they've just been putting out that remaster. I mean, I was playing this on PS4. Like, obviously, you know, it's PS5. But, like, this was the PS4 version of the GameCube remake of a PS1 game. 
<laughs> so I mean, all it is is just like better textures and shit. That's all they. That's all they really go to it. Right, but I'm just saying. Like I assumed that because they were still putting out that same version, um, that it had been like modernized more. No, <laughs> and that's why they didn't feel the need to remake it. Whereas you know, two and three both got remade and they are much don't. more modern. They probably don't like. But to be honest with you, they like they have it has its fans. It sold it sold like gangbusters and. It's still one of their. It was one of their highest sellers before these other newer games started coming along. So mm-hmm. they probably don't feel like they need to. Maybe another five years. Who knows? After after four, because God, Lord knows we're gonna feel old when they remake. If they remake RE five, you know. <laughs> I, so there's no way they're um, gonna top the Chris punching the boulder scene. Not no, because it'll be in the un, in the RE RE engine, so it'll look better. <laughs> it'll look a lot better. If they it'll do look that, better, so. but it won't be the same. True. Do you think we're going to get the the obnoxious quick time events in RE4 remake? No, I don't think. Well, it like I hope not cuz I hope they remove yeah. those. Like or at least Agreed. the option to turn or at least the option to turn them off. You know. Especially like the Wii version we like <laughs> That's awesome. That's the best <laughs> yeah, cuz wow. you're actually doing something and it and that, I guess. that that's Wii version is the exhausting, best version though. of RE4. It's great. Work out your hands, nerd, or your arms rather, your forearms. Um on a related note, I also watched the entire new Resident Evil show on Netflix. No spoilers, please. No, I, I'm not. But I was just going to say it's it's pretty good. Like it's not you know an amazing piece of of cinematic uh, storytelling or whatever, but like it's probably the best Resident Evil adaptation we've gotten. Um, I'm not saying it's accurate at all. Like it has almost no you know video game characters or anything in it. Um, it's mostly like a, a standalone, kind of somewhat in continuity story, but the story it tells is pretty good, and I actually kind of like that it takes place in like two different time periods because they can um, they can have like the the narrative like tied together between um, like the you know modern time in the future or whatever. Um. This is all, like, you know, show description stuff, so it's very base level. But uh, the the dialogue is very cheesy a lot of the time, but I kind of like it. Like, there's one character um, that gets a few, like, kind of, you know, video game lines. What and, a mansion. <laughs> and, like, it feels like it's, you know, written for the games, which it should. It feels like a Resident Evil script, you know what I mean? Um and like the the teen drama part of it I didn't think I would like but actually like the the cast is pretty solid all around um obviously Lance Reddick is on his A game like he's the reason to watch the show um and he gets some really good moments but everyone does a pretty good job um the monsters are good like this the effects and everything look so much better than the last movie did um there's some really interesting like wrinkles in the you know the zombie formula so to speak yeah and it like it also it does um it, it pays homage and like does honor to the game stories um without like retelling the same stuff again it's really good i don't know um i enjoyed it quite a bit and it's only eight episodes so it's not that bad to to sit down and watch um just know that you are in for a pretty cheesy ride I feel like you should expect that from... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I saw Twitter 
man, I fucking hate my Twitter feed, dude. It's like people just bitching about the MCU and just like mm-hmm. block, 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 block. I'm tired of the negativity. And then Resident Evil Netflix has been like 50 either. You fucking love it or this is two G's. And I'm like, did we not play the same fucking games? Right. Where where Jill Sandwich is in the first damn game. It's in it's in the fucking DNA, people. Like, come yeah. on. No, there's some great references and stuff in there. One, I, I really wish I could spoil, but maybe later we can do a, like a spoiler cast or something. I, I um, haven't decided whether to watch Umbrella Academy or, or RE Netflix, but considering you want to do the spoiler cast, it'll probably be RE Netflix first, and I can wait on Umbrella Academy, but we'll see how I'm feeling. I just wanted to watch it. Like, I was actually in the middle of rewatching, uh, or watching, I should say, season eight of The Flash, but I put that aside and moved over to Resident Evil because I know how much Netflix cares about their, like, you know, day one type views. So it's like, if we want more of this, I figured I should make it a priority to watch. Um, but. Which is why we haven't gotten more JoJo part six. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot what else I was going to say about Resident Evil. But it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, so as far as actual game stuff, uh, I actually, I, I know I said I was done talking about Diablo Immortal, but um, I wanted to say real quick that I'm actually really enjoying the end game grind. Um, I thought it was just going to be like doing the same challenges over and over, like the daily challenges over and over again. And I would, you know, check out. I even like made a second character just so I could keep playing because I'm kind of I have that like addictive cycle to it. But I was like, I don't really care about this character. They're maxed out. Like I finished the story. It's whatever. Um, so I started a new character, got them through some of the tutorial stuff, and I'm like, this is just the same stuff I was already doing. Like, if I'm going to do that, I might as well do it with my strong character. Uh, so I switched back over and then started learning about some of the in-game things, like the PvP mode. And um, like I said, when you get into harder difficulties, there's like some side quests and stuff that you can find around the map. So I was doing some of those things. And then I found out that uh, there's like a whole, like a whole kind of immortals aspect of Diablo Immortal is uh, tied to this like shadows versus immortals system and so there's essentially three factions in the game if you're unaffiliated to anything like when you start you're an adventurer and then you can join a uh, you you can join the shadows by doing like a a quest line uh, when the shadows are recruiting and they're kind of the people that uh, keep the immortals in line and then the Immortals are kind of the, uh, like, you know, the god tier, um, like, warriors of light, sort of, that uh, hold the hold the evil at bay and everything. But the Shadows are there to make sure that they um, don't get corrupted or anything like that. So they kind of exist to, like, test the Immortals at different times. So there's, there's events where you have to, like, raid the vault of the Immortals and, like, take their stuff and then they you know try to come after you and stop you but it's all just like to to test that balance sort of um like find the stuff inside it's it's all very video gamey but you know find the stuff in their vault make sure that they're they're on the up and up that kind of thing and then um there's like a special uh contract quests that you can get as a shadow um that are honestly a lot more dynamic and interesting than like most of the actual game quests um because you have to do everything in parts and some of it is just like go talk to this person you know kill this number of things and bring the stuff back to the person but others are kind of like uh infiltration like stealth missions 
where there might be like people on patrol and they have kind of their you know their uh, view radiuses around them, and you have to like sneak around their patrols uh, to get through, you know, to your end goal, uh, where you like take some artifact or something from the immortals. You know, again, very video gamey stuff, but the actual actions you do are pretty cool. Um, the only thing that kind of annoyed me was my main character is a necromancer. So, like, I have all my summon monsters and stuff. And apparently they can trigger the uh, the enemy patrols. Despite you not having any control over the actual summons. So I have to, like, change out my skills whenever I do these quests. Because otherwise, like, my skeleton champion will just run right into a patrol and get me caught. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that's a glitch or not, but it's a little annoying. Uh, and then there's, like, a whole kind of um, battleground mechanic there with, like, multiple floors of harder and harder enemies that basically just, like, get you points towards your shadow ranking. Um, and the higher you go up the ranking, the more you get, like, combat boosts and, like, health boosts and that kind of thing. Um, and just in general, like, as a shadow, you get a lot more gear and stuff for endgame. Um, and it makes the grind way more satisfying than just, like, all right, I guess I'll, you know, do 32 bounties again, just like I did yesterday. And it's like the same set of, you know, four to eight of them that you do over and over again. Um, Because that also, you know, gets you gear and stuff, but it's just not that interesting to do. Um, And so I got into a really good clan, uh, Dark Clan. Uh, Shout out to Diabolic. And um, one of the coolest things that you do is the uh, Shadow Zone, I think it's called. Um, it's basically like a fight between um, between Dark Clans to uh, to get up to get up the like the tourney ranks and become eligible to uh, get like you know top billing for the next round of Immortals. Um, so if if the shadows prove themselves, they become the Immortals, and the Immortals kind of fall back to the ranks. I'd have to, you know, build the way back up to Immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the clan stuff is really cool because, for one, you have a, you know, solid group of people to play with and um, kind of learn the game from. And they can kind of, you know, carry you through some of the harder things because a lot of people spend a lot of money on this game. And I am behind because I don't. <laughs> it feels like everyone else is ahead of me. Even though I, you know, I've been playing since day one daily. Um... But also, we all get to work together to try to become immortals, which, again, the immortals have their own set of quests and, like, you know, uh, gear-getting objectives and things like that, uh, that, like, generally are more powerful. Like like I said, the immortals are kind of, like, the top tier. So if you get to be that, for the duration you are an immortal, you get, like, really good stuff. And then you drop back down, but you still have the stuff that you gained when you were an immortal. Um... So yeah, there's, there's like a lot of content in the end game that I did not realize because it's kind of locked behind like the clans and stuff like that. Um, but it's really cool. And I never really got super into like the end game events and other Diablo games. I would just play the story and then bounce. Um, I guess Diablo 3 had some similar stuff with some of like the end game challenge rifts and things like that. But I didn't care because it, it felt like a single player thing. Um but I think this being more, like, MMO-focused, I'm really enjoying the community. Like, I joined my clan's Discord, and, like, it's a good group of people, and we chat, and, you know, about the game and other things. Um, 
and I know every time I log on, like there'll be a handful of people that I could just party up with and, and, you know, hash out quests and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like made me excited for the game again, which is weird because I thought I was almost done with it. Like after I beat the story and didn't really have anything to do, (laughs) but I stuck it out and now it's really fun. Um, but yeah, and then I continued my uh, Xenoblade Chronicles quest a little bit. Um, I haven't made as much progress as I'd like. Um, I got decently so into Sector the funny, 6, right? The, the funny thing is, even if you did play, you would have not have made that much progress because of how long the game is. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I spend way too much time on side quests and just grinding out it enemies happens. and stuff. It happens, yeah, that's how you play but it's, it feels like everything's stronger than me at all times. And I think part of that's because there's, like, the big, like, you know, massive bosses, like, just around the field. Yeah, that are, like, level 70-something. are always and... going to be stronger than you. Exactly. Especially Immovable Gomez, who you cannot but beat at any point. Sometimes they just chase you. Just run. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> just still. run. <laughs> and if you can't um, run, you can just respawn where you died. It's fine. True. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that bad. But anyway, I got through some of Sector 6 or whatever it's called. Um, ran me. into another community and and had, uh, what's her name, join my team? Sharla. Sharla. Sharla, yeah. The gun healer, she's, baby. She's great. Um, I actually tried to play as her for a bit because I got tired of Shulk. Um, and I didn't really enjoy, like, playing as her, because a lot of it is just heal abilities and, like, status buffs and things like that. You're gonna wanna know how to do it for certain boss fights, just tell them you're black now. That's fair. Um, At least Hathor is an ally for most of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. She's gonna stay in my party. She's great. She is Um, today. Fiora who, am I right? Um, There's one that's even better, trust me. Oh, really? He has one more. Okay. Yeah, okay. Just, just hold your horse. So I'm just going to have a waifu party, probably. Yep. Pretty much. And Shulk and his girls. Well, yeah, except uh, uh, Char- uh, uh, Charlotte is not interested in Shulk. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Um, that's Ryan's Yeah, Yeah, I've, I've mostly been playing as Ryan, Ryan since time. then. Um, <laughs> R- Ryan? I thought it was Ryan. Ryan. Whatever. No, it's, it's Ryan. It's, it's okay. Ryan time. He says... In the- <laughs> I've and been playing as Ryan. Jokers. Um, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I missed that. Oh, he's such an idiot, but I love him. He's, oh, okay. He's go. so dumb. I love it. I knew talking about this game was a mistake because I can't get any words out. <laughs> like I enjoy the conversation, but I want to also like be able to share. <laughs> um. So yeah, I've been playing as Ryan because he's just a little. I mean, if you, if you're gonna tank out attacks, like. He's the the most basic. Like you don't really have to think about it as much as like you know where your positioning is and stuff. You just pull the aggro and let them handle the rest. Uh, the only thing I don't really like is when you're fighting uh, mechons because leaving Shulk as AI like there's a bit of a delay before he activates that you know ability to let you attack the mechons. Yeah, it takes AI Shulk forever to use enchant. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I might switch back and forth. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, we're chasing after uh, Charla's brother. Yeah, her little brother, who is yeah. a complete idiot. Juju. Yeah, and um, we uh, ran into Metal Face again. I think. No, you ran this into is a different another. One. It's Zord. Went... 
Yeah, you ran into another Mechon enemy who can talk. Okay. Because there was a cool, like, uh, uh, like kind of octopus-looking thing. Yeah, yeah. And I really liked that fight. Um, partially because I, I think that Shulk's, like, future seer ability is super cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, like, I like the way it plays out in cutscenes and stuff. But the fight itself was also pretty neat, just because there's, like, multiple targets. And at any given time, it'll, like, tell you, oh, this one's going to attack you. And then you can, like, you know, get out of the way or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was nice and cinematic. And then after that was another, like, metal face type, uh, mech. Zorn. That. They're just called face mech on. Yeah. I could, like, barely hit. Um, I think it was essentially just a story fight, right? Like, you are It didn't seem like I was supposed to be doing much to him, because I did, like, maybe five damage, and then it went to a cutscene. It's, uh, yeah, um, uh, as established in the middle face fight, the Monado doesn't do shit against face mech on. Why is that? Yeah. I don't know. You gotta play to find out, dog. The the Monado can't face them. Guess not. Um, <laughs> and yeah, then I think it was a save at like the end of a chapter, and then it loaded back up in that uh, civilization again, and I didn't have a quest objective. So I was just kind of wandering around doing side missions and stuff, and then my game froze and uh, oh. crashed. So, I luckily I won't lose a lot of progress, but like I quit then because um, it was kind of annoying. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, like I said, I've I've been doing some more of the PlayStation randomizer stuff, um, but none of the games have really been like good enough to talk about outside of you know the, the episodes I'm making on them. Um, Bringing up Resident Evil was more just for discussion of like, is it okay to not like a you know beloved game? <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, as long as it's not Chrono Trigger, then you're fine. Because like, as long as it's not games that we like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, Chrono Trigger's okay. It's better than six. That's what I'll say. Um, wow. I, I'm not. I'm not the only one who believes that. So I, I know that for a fact. Um, I am okay, quite triggered. That's cool. You're you're about to get to like the first big boss fight because you do have to fight Zorn again uh, in the colony. And Colony Six is like the big side quest of the game, where like yeah. literally it it all connects to rebuilding that. Um, you don't have to do it. I, I didn't do it in my first playthrough. I just, like, I honestly ignored it. You um, do get cool shit by doing it, though. So yes. it is worth it if you do uh, put the work in. I mean, I but can kind of tell. It seems like there's constant new side quests there. Like, every but, time I complete one, there's, like, three new exclamation points. But also, like I said, when I first played this on the 3DS, because that's the version I first played, I just skipped it entirely and I didn't bother with it, and I beat the game just fine. So I wouldn't worry about it too much if you don't want to worry about it. But there is some really cool story shit there, too, as well. So I don't want to... How dumbed down is the 3DS version? I mean, obviously it's better on Switch, because that's like a a remake, basically. It's uh, it's basically the Wii Wii version. version. Yeah, it's basically the Wii version, except it has a few new things, comparatively. Like, it has Amiibo support. It has the sound test. Uh, But it didn't, like, cut anything? uh, No, it didn't cut anything. It's just just straight up the Wii version, but with more shit. Yeah, that's impressive. Not not the best looking, but hey, you know, it's a Wii game on a 3DS. Right. You know, not it the best way better camera control in the Wii version, which is ironic. <laughs> that's that's funny. Well, Wii was um, never good at 
controlling things. But now you have definitive vision, so why even why even play that? Version? Yeah, I was just it's curious. Just, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's a smaller screen. It's you bet you better off just playing the Wii version at that point um, mm-hmm. if you want the if you want that style again. But that's cool. Well, I hope you get. I really can't wait to you get. Hope you continue because I want I want your reaction to like some of these big plot points that happen. Um, and you're coming up to one of my favorite moments. It's yeah. So cool. Really yeah, I'll, I'll jump back in. I just I didn't really want to play something that like I needed to focus on more while I was watching Resident Evil, so I was also, just like grinding out uh, Diablo quests and stuff while I was watching that. The next area you go to after Colony Six at night is one of the most beautiful areas in the entire. Yes, game. Like, and also the most dangerous. Yes, <laughs> yes, that too. Yes. <laughs> uh, just 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 stay on the path. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Tyler, what are you even playing? Uh, so for those of you who have not been following me on Twitter, and I understand why, um, I have been pretty sick the past few days. Um, at first I thought it was COVID because my roommates had tested positive for it, but thankfully I tested negative on all the times that I tested myself, so I think it's probably just like a cold or something. Still kind of trudging through that, throat's still kind of sore, but you know, it's whatever. I'm, I'm better now. Um, so, while I was in the trenches of getting my ass kicked by this illness, I decided to play some Cuphead again. You know, the new DLC is out, none of us had said jack shit about it, uh, for the past few weeks since it's been out, and I decided to just give it a shot, since it's been a while since I played through this game, and... Why is this game $8? This is worth way more than what is advertised. Like... Delicious New Course is probably the best expansion for a game I've played in years. Like, and that is no hyperbole either. Like, the whole idea of it is, uh, they added a completely new aisle with, like, a few new bosses to fight. And the main idea is that Miss Chalice is trying to come back to life because she's a ghost in the main game. And, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, the way that she comes back is if either Cuphead or Mugman eats this ethereal cookie, which you can equip to yourself as a new, uh, a new artifact that you can equip to yourself, and it inhabits one of their bodies, making them become a ghost as well. And, uh, basically the way for them, for, uh, Miss Chalice to come back to life without taking one of their bodies is by gathering ingredients for... Uh, this pastry for uh, the salt saker chef to whip up. But all the main ingredients are held by all the bosses on the aisle. So that's pretty much your excuse for fighting all of these 1930s uh, uh, boss fights uh, in this this, uh, expansion. And I'm not going to lie, I think the animation quality here is much better than the base game. Like, there's a dude that's literally just the old man in the mountain, you know, the that the old Betty Boop cartoon from the 30s with, uh, but it's not just the old man in the mountain. The old man is the mountain, and he's got, like, gnomes oh, yeah. growing out of his beard and shit. It's pretty charming, in all honesty. And, um, there's also a boss fight where you're fighting a whole bunch of spiders and, uh, bugs and shit, and, oh my god, these fights are crazy, man. Like, it's hard to, to go into full detail on um, how it all goes down. I think the best way to start is um, it gives you um, some new weapons to play with. Like, there's three in total. 
the first one is alright. It's like a spread shot that like shoots in three directions, kind of like uh, the normal spread shot that you get, but it's way longer range, but is weaker as a consequence. But if you aim it by standing still, you can concentrate the fire and do a bit more damage, which is pretty neat. Then there's also uh, the tornado weapon, which is kind of like the uh, air tornado in Mega Man 2. It pretty much behaves the exact same way. Um, not terribly powerful, I find, but I, I feel like it's pretty situational, in all honesty. You just have to have a really good aim to maximize damage with this thing. And the last one is probably my favorite. It's basically a homing shot uh, that's a bit... It has a slower firing rate than the... Uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the tracking gun uh, that you get in the base game. But it's way stronger, and uh, that's the weapon that I've been using for the entire expansion, because it's so good. And, um, yeah, the, the expansion also lets you play as Miss Chalice, although um, you have to equip the cookie artifact uh, uh, in order to play as her. Which means that you can't uh, use uh, any extra heart power-ups or the coffee artifact to increase your super meter uh, more than usual. Which kind of sucks, but playing as Miss Chalice has its own slew of benefits. Uh, the first one being, she always starts with four health, uh, whereas Cupman, Cuphead and Mugman always start with three. She has a double jump, which makes uh, dodging enemies and... Uh, doing any of the platforming sections in the base game way easier. And, uh, and her parry move isn't on the A button. Uh, she has to dash into stuff in order to get parries off, which kind of felt weird, but with the new addition that they add in with the uh, Last Licious Course expansion, there's a whole slew of bosses where you beat them by parrying into them, which in consequence makes you learn about the whole dash parrying mechanic. And now I just find myself doing that in the base game as Cuphead or Mugman, and it's really hard to adjust not having a double jump either. But yeah, uh, oh yeah, the last thing that Miss Chalice uh, can do is she can actually Dark Souls roll. Like, it's fully invincible um, doing this maneuver, <laughs> and you can, you can dodge a whole bunch of shit while doing this, and it saved my hide a bunch of times. Like, it is crazy. I beat the whole expansion with just her, and it was super fun all the way through. I definitely recommend it if you already enjoyed playing through the base game. And it's super cheap to boot, although it doesn't feel like that it should be 8 bucks. I feel like it should be probably 15 bucks, but with how long that they put it... Buy me a copy so you can I feel better like about it. Years. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, they worked on this DLC for like four years, and the effort and love definitely shows. I can't recommend this expansion enough. Aside they could have pulled a Hollow Knight and just made it its own uh, game. Yeah, that's Hollow Knight. Yeah, yeah they just made have. it its own sequel or something. They could have, but uh, what's there um, also doesn't feel as long as the base game, mm. but there's also enough there that you'll just keep coming back to it if it makes any sense. That's for, and the base game's already like twenty bucks at minimum. So yeah, I admit you're spending thirty bucks for that. Like that's, and you, and then of course when it goes on sale, you probably get it for fifteen. That's not bad. That's it's really a fucking steal. Yeah, literally. That's Go play cool. Cuphead. It's fucking great. It's hard, but it's fun. Yeah, it's a challenge. I wish I had online. I wish you could do it online because I would love to play online with you, Tyler. Um, Yo, that'd be sick. 
Aside from that, I've only Too bad you don't live in the same city. Yeah, I know, right? COVID, (laughs) motherfucker. We both just got it. We can't be doing that right now. I didn't get it. Not paying attention. I got it, though. So Yeah. That means you're immune for a while. You're fine. For like three three weeks. Um, (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) For three weeks. Um... Aside from Cuphead, uh, I've just been playing Master Duel. I completely reworked my Dark Magician deck, and now it has a strategy that I've wanted to implement into this archetype since I was a little baby child. So, you remember watching uh, Old School Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Um, Watching through Duel's Kingdom, Battle City, learning about the fabled Egyptian god cards and how ridiculously OP they were in the show. I have found a way to make them work with the Dark Magician engine, and it is ridiculously consistent. Like, just getting these combos off is so satisfying, man. I have gotten a whole bunch of OTKs uh, by summoning Obelisk the Tormentor, either by Tribute Summon or from the true name, all in one shot. It is ridiculous. You have to see it for yourself in order for to fully understand how this combo works. But just my childhood dream of having my favorite archetype, a la Dark Magicians, uh, work with the Egyptian gods, uh, you know, Obelisk, Ra, and Slifer, all in the same deck, is glorious. And I could definitely make this work in competitive if I wanted to. I feel like that. I've earned that, I guess. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Awesome. Uh, and Tyler, as evident, I was playing Master Duel, getting closer to that fucking Fleurnite deck being completed. Uh, I have played more Far Cry 5, much to my big gudgeons, not really. The game, uh, it is a Ubisoft game, as I said, but I can't stop playing it, man. It's just a formula that fucking works. You don't have to like it. You don't have to respect it. But you have to acknowledge that, listen, when I just want to fucking do shit and check off the list and not think about shit too much, you play a Ubisoft game, okay? You can acknowledge yeah. they're a piece of shit, but also acknowledging, like, their games are fun. The reason why people buy them and they still make them, okay? Some of them are legitimately bad. But this one's a, okay. Gunplay is great. I've unlocked more companions. I've done some of the missions. They're great. And also, like, I think my favorite part, now that I'm in the... I think my game, my, my impression of the game improved better because the first area I went to was a uh, very flatland base and kind of okay and then I go to over to Facey's region and it's a lot of it's all basically in this like valley area where like, you see it's like mountains hills everywhere and then like this river there's a big riverway that goes through the way it's really what I'm trying to say is it's a beautiful ass game like so I will find my way I will find any excuse to either take a boat I'll walk or um, or even like uh, or even skydive. You can actually use a uh, a wingsuit and go to high points and then wingsuit your way through areas. It's really sick, um, and it can be a little frustrating with like how enemies storm you a lot. But overall, it's just fun. The guns feel fun. Like getting doing side quests, it's it's a neuron check, and I think that's a positive. Uh, I actually just beat the second area face just before we started the show. So uh, probably after we're done with this, depending how I'm feeling, I'll probably start the third area and just wrap it up within the next week, hopefully. But I'm really glad I'm playing it now, and I'm glad that the head problems are not a thing, which it's it, that prevented me from, en- from enjoying it before. Um, very, very good. The only other th- uh, besides that, 
Uh, triangle strategy, I am literally in the last mission. Like, all I have to do is the final mission. Um, and I've... Tr- uh, funny enough, last week I said that the, um, that the that the one fight was giving me so much trouble, so I put it on easy mode, and then I put it back to normal mode. I did another fight, which is really cool because you're actually fighting inside the source, which is basically just water, salt water, like shallow salt water, and piers. So what did I do? I brought my my mage, uh, my uh, one of my elemental mages, and she has lightning magic, so she can electrify basically that entire field um so it, it, it pretty much became electrified city uh and it, it wasn't it was enough and so the strategy i had was your characters are all on this concrete mound where the goddess statue is so i pretty much was like all right we're gonna hold the line here they're gonna come to us and we're i had two archers and i had my mages like we're gonna freaking offend them off as best we can here and i did it wasn't that bad at all it was a little dicey at first but once I was able to get my electrics off and I had a, another character give uh, time points to other characters so they could use their abilities faster, it became so much easier. So all I have to do is beat this one more mission and pretty much you are exiting Norzelia, going south, and you are leaving. And the final mission is, and I haven't done it yet, is all... There's three extra of uh, Roselle with you. And if any one of them dies... You have to start the whole map over. So once I do that, it's over. Or at least this ending. I, and I heard that there's like a true ending based on what path you take and what route you take. I don't know how to get that. That'll be for another playthrough. But I'm so glad that I'm going to be finished with this game before Live a Live comes out. Um, or Xenoblade Chronicles, rather. So, uh, besides... Uh, but not much to say. I also upgraded a lot of characters because I had a shit ton of money. And the only thing, I've, having played it for so long, the only thing I don't like about this game is how it handles upgrading characters in the sense of, like, basic things like increased attack weapon besides leveling up. You have to have resources to level up a certain thing. And for some reason, when you level up a specific thing in a character slot, the other requirement, the, the requirement for it to unlock something similar along that paradigm increases. So say, for example, to increase health by 5 points. You do that, but then you also have another thing that says increased defense by five points. The next time you do it, instead of it costing it two planks of wood, just an example, the next time it costs ten. Which I'm like, okay, why? I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. And it left me like not upgrading a lot of characters, so I grinded a lot and got a lot of money and bought the resources. Um, but I upgraded a lot of characters to their final class, so that the ultimate level and unlock, unlock new abilities. I just I wish there was a balance to get this stuff easier, but I don't know how you do that in this in the type of game they structured. But it worked. Oh, it worked overall. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is for some fucking reason last week, I was in a Tetris mood, like bad. So every on on mornings and nights on my mornings and so my off days, I was puzzled. Yes, I was very puzzled. I played Tetris ninety nine. And I was trash at it at first. I still, I'm still pretty bad at Tetris, though. Don't get me wrong. But the more I played it, the more I understood. So that I, I learned how to line blocks up better now. I learned how to get the four blocks away to get Tetris going. Um, there's something fun about it. I can finally see for Tetris. And so did a lot of Tetris 99. Sometimes I'll get wiped out. 90, 98, 80s. Sometimes I'll make it to 44. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I think most of it's because I'm lucky because I'm literally just playing by myself. Do, 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 do. Dropping, dropping, dropping. 
So I decided for last night's stream, for my own stream, to come back on Sunday. I want to play Tetris. And I almost played Tetris 99. Like, mm, maybe not. Maybe not Tetris 99. Let me play Tetris Effect Connected, which is the EA one that they did. And I never dabbled in this. I've kind of seen it. But that, when they talk about Tetris as an experience, as an aesthetic, holy shit. Like, it combines the puzzle element of Tetris, and you have very beautiful, sh striking visuals in the background. Um, sometimes it's simple stuff like colors and just lines. And then you have the most, like, bumping music, uh, calming going on. And as you progress, the, it's like different levels, and within these levels are sections. And as you go f to each section... The, the speed increases um and there's something about the combination of the music the 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 colors that they use and the imagery that they use like the last one i did was great because it was a lot of uh, native americans chanting and i recognized it because it was a lot of a lot of i was like oh, oh what it, what is this this is this is really cool and then you see like the the, the horseback riders and stuff like that it's really cool and like i'm i won't do it now or but if this game ever becomes cheap enough on the mice, on because it's on Switch, it's on everywhere now. Um, on the OLED Switch, I want to see how that looks on an OLED screen with like the brightness of the colors and just like how pretty that looks. I'd have to be pretty cheap though. But as as something to like just play and just enjoy, fuck, that was so much fun. It took me a while to get through that last stage, unfortunately. But I, I was always just like one more. I was for the last hour of my stream, I was like, all right, I'm gonna stop after if I don't get this one. Okay, you know what, one more. Just one more try, one more try, one more try. And I actually got some T-spins in. I actually, under in that stream, I started understanding the concept of how a T-spin works. I'm not good at it, mind you, but I, I'm, I'm kind of getting to how, how it works. And, like, I found this new appreciation for Tetris I never thought I would find. And that's just from, like, just playing, watching a fucking anime dog play, play Tetris 99 and just go, you know what? I have this game. Let me just play it. Let me just... See if You're I gonna bring up you bring up Corone. I was gonna bring up Suisse and how yeah. she would randomly come up in the Tetris matches and kick your ass. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, exactly. So, but like, yeah, uh, we'll see how long it goes because, like, again, they're just there forever. But fuck, it's so good. Like, there's a reason, I, and now I know why Tetris is like still like. If you make a new Tetris, people get excited because it's it's just fun sim simplicity. And I'm kind of hating myself that I didn't enjoy it when I was a lot younger because I probably would have, but I just didn't have the patience for it. Um, you just reminded me that Pokemon Puzzle League came out on the yeah online. Yeah, I need to play that. I like. I mean, Tetris Attack is better, but it's essentially the same. That's game. also on. That's also on Switch Online too. Um, no, it's not. It's 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 called Panda de Pond, though. I think. Yeah, that's a different yeah. thing. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was the same. Thing. I mean, it's it is essentially the like. Tetris Attack is the American version of Handled Upon, but it's a different thing. Like, Tetris Attack uses Mario characters and has, like, a story mode, and Handled Upon is, like, a... It, it's its own, like, kind of anime aesthetic thing. So it's the same. And then Pokemon Puzzle League is basically that same thing, but with, you know, Pokemon characters. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've been playing this week. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see how long this Tetris... Uh, keeps up with it. There's some cool stuff coming out on Game Pass that uh, I want to try, and of course, fucking live a live is this week. Xenoblade Chronicles. You're gonna, you're not gonna want to have me talk about Xenoblade uh, at all. But we're coming to it. Um, so uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about our short news list.
so hello everyone it's time for the new section and we have a new kirby game coming out uh this summer i guess um kirby dream buffet which i have not seen the trailer until now um and it's a four-player kirby game um where it looks like it's basically fall guys but kirby Sort of, but not really. Like, like it's like, more of like a like a foot race Kirby's air ride. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. And so you, like you, with food you, collection. Yeah, pretty much. You, you're getting food to to. It all reminds me of Gourmet Race from from the Kirby Superstar. Yeah, kind of. Where like, except um, you know, you're not you're not uh, you're not you're in that game chasing you around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it looks really cool though, and like. You yeah. get bigger and bigger the more you eat. Yeah, so like there's there's a strategy to that like do you eat less at the beginning? Do you eat more at the like it's it's that that dichotomy right there. I I think it mm. looks fun. I I kind of wish this was DLC for Kirby's you know the single player game that just came out. But hey, you know what? Well, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those free to play eShop games like they like to do with Kirby. Mm-hmm. And so I mean that's fine. Possibly, we'll see. No price or anything set. It's just, it just says this summer they got them. They got a month. You guys got a month. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, you know what's weird is that this is the first of like several announcements. So I'm like, y'all, y'all, y'all just didn't do it direct when y'all clearly yeah. had it. It's, I find it funny. I just listen. I love. Like the only thing I got from this when this trailer dropped is that image of Kirby uh, looking on the giant cake, and it just became a viral meme on Twitter. Yeah, he's so cute. Yeah, it's because really Nintendo cute. France tweeted it out as like its yeah, own right. thing. Yeah, I think it's cute. More Kirby shit is always great. Um, you know, everybody else can stay mad. No F Zero for you. No Star Fox for you. You're gonna get another Kirby game. And you're gonna like it. Um, if you want a Star Fox game on Switch, go buy Starlink Battle for Atlas. There you go. I fucking said it. Um, <laughs> or or just go replay Star Fox sixty four because that's what Nintendo's gonna do anyways. Fuckheads. Um, Can't let you do that, Star Fox. <laughs> not I just is Star Fox it? on on N sixty four online. Yeah, it was on the launch ones. Okay, uh, I couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah, it's on there. Of course, it'd be on there. Um, why wouldn't it be on there? Uh, when are they gonna add Diddy Kong Racing? That's what I want to know. Add that, please, please. I just want it. It's gonna be a rare commodity, though. Uh, I swear to God, Tyler, I COVID or not, I will find you. <laughs> Didn't. <laughs> I mean, they already put uh, B- Banjo Yeah, Banjo, there, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, There's no reason yeah. for it to not exist now. Oh, hopefully by the end of the year. Hopefully, by- The Genesis has better... Moving on, moving on. Genesis Give me Donkey Kong 64. I would play that too, yeah. I would take that too. Yeah. Yes, I'm curious about that one. I've never played it. Um, all right, uh, going on to Twitch. This might be good news, actually, when we're talking about Twitch. Twitch is apparently reducing the payment threshold... Uh, from $100 to $50 in the following countries. Argentina, I- Italy, Japan, Spain, Mexico, and Taiwan. Time to switch my region to Mexico. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I would get paid in pesos, and that's not how, that's not what I want. Uh, other countries will be introduced over time, and there's the official statement. Uh, there's a new lower $50 payment for now from $100. This phase will be rolled out to partners and affiliates as we introduce the new minimum country by country. Learn about the vision uh, for Twitch, for his change, uh, Twitch blog. And it starts. It's actually just started already. Started this past Friday. For those countries, Facebook also continue monthly as we add new countries through November. So, uh, no word on when the United States is going to happen, but that's great, especially for smaller content creators who 
they have a smaller community. Um, I wonder if, if like, uh, you know, so like if you hit fifty, boom, here's here's fifty dollars. Go buy go buy a couple of games or something. You know, like it's just go see a Star Wars. Go see a Star Wars. <laughs> I, I I I'm surprised it took him this long because you know sometimes like it's it's really hard to hit that hundred dollars. Um, you know, um, it, it doesn't happen all the time, especially for, uh, especially for us smaller Twitch streamers. Um, but 50 is a lot more reasonable to hit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think actually like before it could expire, like if you don't reach that threshold in a certain amount of time, I might carries, be wrong. It carries over. So like whatever amounts you have, it builds over. So like if you had like 85, that carries over to the next one, so like all you need is fifteen more, and then you hit that threshold. Why no? I mean, I think there's like a maximum amount of time that like it keeps carrying over. Oh, okay. Well, I just have mine directly cash out anyway, so I don't let it build. So, or yeah, you mean I don't know. I might be thinking of YouTube because yeah. I did lose some money on YouTube um, when they changed the monetization rules. It wasn't much, but it's still annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy about this. Yes, yes. So, everybody knows about the meme, can Doom run this? Now, the question we never ask, can Doom run Doom? Somebody (laughs) decided, yes, it can. As Doom continues to be played on just about every piece of technology available, uh, including, I think, even a pregnancy test at one point. um, Yep. Things have gone. They full list circle. further down. There's uh, 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 we'll list those McDonald's in the kiosk on Twitter, a pregnancy test, ATM um, machine, a pop yeah. calculator. Um, a as by PC games and YouTuber user KGSWS uploaded a video of himself modding the game into itself before showing the actual gameplay of him playing Doom within Doom on PC. Uh, the inner Doom replaces a wall within regular Doom and mimics any movements the player makes by walking right up to it. The inner Doom, therefore, takes up the full screen and can be played in its entirety before, before players return to the main, play the main game. While well, there's no pra- obviously not practical use for this, it's just a fun and ridiculous way players have found to play the 1993, cla- uh, 1993 classic shooter. Other, of course, and we just examples. This is insane. Like this is Yo, just... dog. I heard you like Doom, so we put Doom in your Doom so you can shoot demons while you what's, shoot demons. What's more impressive, panic buttons, public putting Doom Eternal on the Nintendo Switch in a very very stable state and playable and fun, or Doom in Doom? What I I can't tell what's more crazier to me in all honesty because they're both incredible feats of technology. For sure, for sure. I mean, I think it's got to be Doom and Doom, honestly. Just because right. it's not built for that. Like, the Switch is built to have games ported to it. Right. This is literally... Like, it's it's running the game you're playing inside the game you're playing. So it's, 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 it's essentially emulating at this... Yeah. Like, honestly, when I first saw the story, I thought it was saying that you can play original Doom inside, like, remake Doom. Mm-hmm. But this is literally just the same game inside the game. And it's basically the look at this photograph meme. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, uh, it, 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 I can kind of see it makes sense because I've seen, like, people make their own games in Doom. Like, you can play arcade games in it. I've seen people make Doom versions of Mortal Kombat in Doom. So, mm-hmm. like, this is just that next evolutionary step. 
Now we're going to get to the Jeff Goldblum thing in Jurassic Park. The question is, you know, not that you could, but rather, should you, you know? I think I probably butchered <laughs> that quote. But, like, what what's next? Are we going to get Doom? Can you... Can everybody play Doom simultaneously at once in Times Square? That's my challenge. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That That's it. I'm laying it down right now. Get everybody New Year's Eve, because that's when those who are in Times Square, play Doom on, uh, can you can you have uh, like 5,000, I don't know how many people are in Times Square at that time. A shit ton of people play Doom at once. Let it go. Let's go crazy. Play, have it playing on like the, the screens in Times Square. And somehow everyone's like phones are synced up to control the movements. So it takes like, yeah. So it takes like you know everyone's inputs at the at every given second, and translates like the majority of inputs into the the choice of what happens. Right, it looks seamless. Right, that that's your next challenge. I I I throw that down. Doom on Doom it. Do exactly. There you go. Can Doom run Doom? The answer is yes. The answer is no. Can you don't play let your dreams be Doom? Here's the here's even bigger than that. Can you play Doom on the moon? Do it. We need to get Doom moon. Do, put actual put take or or after that even Doom on Mars. Can you play Doom on Mars? Can you do that? So are you meaning like just someone play Doom? Someone like, takes while the console. on the moon. Yes, yes. Because I mean, you could do that on a phone. But, no, like, I'm just saying I want to see it. I just, I'm saying I want to see it. Just to play Doom on, on the moon. Doom on the moon. Uh, speaking of not Doom, um, we have a new trailer and official release date for Bayonetta 3. Hell Finally! Yeah, let's go. It's almost, like, again, I love that there was... like So had, random. Yeah, I love. We could have had a direct. We got one! And as far as I know, this could have been there because it's technically still Sega. It's, it's just Nintendo's helping with it. Um, yep. But it wasn't. And out of nowhere, we get a new trailer for for, for, uh, for Bayonetta 3, which shows off the new enemies, uh, their, their homunculi's. We have a new uh, character uh, whose name I forget, um, who everybody is calling Yassified Virgil. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is an amazing trailer. Like, it's going to be... After nearly uh, four years, or is it? Five, has it been five years? Right. Uh, Bayonetta two was twenty fourteen, so about. Eight no, no, years. I'm talking about when, when this was announced. It was twenty seventeen, wasn't oh. it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, so. so. About five, this is good. Looking at this trailer and the previous trailer that they showed at the game uh, where they showed it last, this is going to be five years worth the wait. Like seriously, we're going to get two playable characters, kaiju fights, and also. Astral Chain is connected to this universe somehow now because those enemies are, they pretty much said, are the same enemies that you fight in Astral Chain. Which means, Bandit of Replayers, you gotta play Astral Chain now. Um, well, shit. Sure. For, 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 I've been thinking for a replay, so it's just, it just works out perfectly. Um, but John's back, a new version of Bayonetta is here somewhat. It's gonna be crazy. It looks fun. I can't wait. It's Bayonetta. You can't go wrong. Was this announced before or after Metroid Prime 4? This was announced after because Metroid Prime 4 was summer, was E3. And this was winter. This okay. is Game Awards. So this is definitely after. So we're going to get that before uh, Prime 4. Okay. But That hurts. A little I bit. don't know why I asked just to upset myself. Um, and, you God, got Metroid 5, motherfucker. 
Don't be complaining. Yeah, yeah. but what this... a, what about what about other Metroid? This this looks amazing. Also, what about did second you, breakfast. Tyler, did you catch the <laughs> Devil May Cry one reference where she hits the spider on the head? Um, ah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, think I she. See it. Yeah, she literally bonks uh, the spider like Dante does in Devil May Cry 1, so it's a little wink. Like, fuck, man. I can't wait. Not, and the, also, not the first time she's de- uh, referenced Devil May Cry 1. She even says, flock off Featherface in Bayonetta 1. Yeah. Also, uh, Bayonetta 1, speaking of Bayonetta 1, it will get its own physical stand, uh, physical release this September. Uh, uh, they said a very limited amount of supply. Granted, if you bought Bayonetta 1, uh, Bayonetta 2 on Switch, you got the first one for uh digital co- a digital copy so if you want a physical copy this is you're going to be your chance um which is cool i need to get bayonetta one and two on switch uh because i own neither on switch i own them on wii u um but uh <laughs> october october okay okay halloween season baby let's go yeah i called it <sighs> okay and also uh Tangently, the um, that Mario Rabbids game comes up at the same time, so Nintendo has two big games coming out for them. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe one's because one's like third party, like U- Ubisoft directly, and this one's like, who knows? Who knows? Right? They're technically Nintendo. both third party using Nintendo characters. Yeah. Hmm, what's Tyler gonna play around this time? Bayonetta three or Rabbids? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pushing it. Um, so way. was Yassified Virgil the the chick with the short hair that kept changing color? Yeah, that's Yassified Virgil because she has she literally has a okay. katana, so that's why she's called Yassified Virgil. Yeah, she seems cool. Yeah, I, I bet she's going to be a popular uh, cosplay coming up. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, it yeah. looks like she's going to be a witch in training. I I'm just excited about the kaiju fights, like the big monster battles you're going to be able to do. Which that looks they, cool. They started. I don't like that. the spider, but. Yeah, they started that in two, but now they're it's full on thing. Like this is gonna be well worth the wait. Like switch, switch eaters, you're switch owners, you're eating up this year. Like they don't don't be like Nintendo had a dinner, you no Breath of the Wild two. Fuckers, look what you have! Look what you have! You it's took my only food. Now I'm gonna starve. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you have more coming out than what Microsoft or Nintendo or, or Sony are putting out first party shit. Um, you know, so or at least tangentially related to them. So. There you go. Uh, but Sony has God of War, so, like, it, it, sometimes it's about quality over quantity. Yeah. And nobody, like, everyone's going to say, oh, Sony wins this year because they put out God of War. Yeah. It's like, that. that's pretty much it, though. Yeah. Well, they had Horizon. That and Horizon. They had one at the beginning, yeah. one at the end, you know. And then also, yeah. well, now people are starting to be able to get their consoles, but can can you can you buy, like, PS5 is so hard to buy, so... We'll see how it goes. Um, moving on next, we got some skate news. Uh, Skate's developer says franchise says his going free to play is a natural evolution of the franchise. The new game is just called Skate. Uh, EA's new Skate is going to be a live. Oh, there's that fucking free to play yep. skateboarding game developer full circle announced in a video Thursday. Fans have been eagerly asking for some Skate three follow-ups for years. But this new uh, title won't be Skate 4. They might be expecting instead of a new number duration, Full Circle is imagining Skate, the name that uh, the EA stylized with the period at the end. It's constantly <laughs> evolving world with the community created content that it's uh, easy for everyone to ollie into. 
It's an authentic evolution of the franchise. It takes what Skate 3 did in 2010 and bringing it now to the future. I said Duran Chunk, creative director on Skate, in an interview at The Verge. This is not only an evolution of the franchise, but it's evolution to where skateboarding is and was for 2010 and where games are then from now. And, of course, it's coming to PA, PlayStation, Xbox, PC with cross-play and cross-gestion, which that's, that's always nice. Uh, but the full race is a long ways away. Uh, in June, Full Circle debuted pre-pre-pre-alpha footage, which you can kind of see right there. Yep, I don't even know why you would show that, honestly. Um, they actually had a full trailer, and it looked kind of cool. Okay. Because you're seeing, like, basically the behind-the-scenes of creating the game rather than, like, a fully polished, you know, like, reveal trailer or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked it. It was uh, very, like, all, like open. I guess. I, that's that's nice, but, like, this is... Um, invite players to sign up uh, to place uh, to place test Kate. They haven't given any sort of release time for the launch. I think the word launch is just new word for us because the way we are developing the game and the fact that we want to get players' feedback very, very clearly. This is a mock word ahead of product management Kate said. So we are... Just very flexible with what that's going on to be a list of things that we be able to launch because I think it will depend on uh, what our fans are telling us. To be honest, I can't share that list with you because we want to build it with our players' feedback. Um, so it sounds like this is going to be like a, I feel like this is going to be one of the early access games where like they're going to release it in beta and just let people play it as it comes along. Uh, one feature developers were excited about was called the collab collab collabo zones. That's a nice as fuck word, which are areas that can be. Uh, collaboratively built by players and appear in other people's worlds. In Thursday's video, Full Circle showed off examples including an, an absolutely massive ramp and a structure that looks like a skyscraper tall pachinko board. Uh, you don't know when you jump into the city what's being built, what was built, or what's going on. You jump in and you're like, oh shit, what's that? Like a human plinko wall. I need to go check that out. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, and there's a lot more comments on the game. So I'm not a, I'm not a skateboard person. I never played skate, but you know, um, I think I saw somebody said on Twitter that like, if if they sold this, if they made a skate four, it would not do nearly as well as say just a simple free to play version of skate. I don't have a lot of um, uh, nostalgia for the skate franchise or anything, um, so I don't really care. But. Honestly, it makes sense for a skating game to be free-to-play because there's so much in the way of cosmetics and things like that that you can put in there. Um, oh, no, that, no. Like, I feel like it won't affect the actual gameplay of the game. It'll just give options for people and put it into the hands of more people if it ends up being kind of a like perpetually online, you know, skating with other people type game. And that's okay. Yeah. Like there's, there's, re- there's good reasons for things to be free-to-play sometimes. It's just when they monetize the crap out of it and make it not fun to play that it ruins it. Yeah. Well, or if you make Fortnite. the entire game manually online, uh, cough, Fall cough, guys. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, cough, cough. <laughs> yeah. Fall Guys is another good example of, uh, of switching. Yeah, going for sure. Tetris 99. Well, that's not free to play. That's not really free to play. Um, you have to pay for that. <laughs> you have to pay 20 bucks a year for it. Um... So yeah, there you go. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I don't agree with the showing it in pre-pre-alpha. I feel like mm, maybe you shouldn't show that. We just tell people, like, hey, look, we're working. Yeah, I'm going to pre-pre-pre-pre. And now, as we talked about before, oh, we talked about this a while ago, I think, but this is just confirming it. Uh, Sony has completed its $3.7 billion deal to acquire Bungie and welcome into the PlayStation family. Um they shared the news on Twitter saying the agreement to acquire Bungie has been closed, so now we can just say welcome to the PlayStation family, Bungie. 
Uh, they also shared, Bungie also shared marks to mark the occasion, expressed how excited it is to join the credible team at PlayStation. We're proud of officially joining the incredible team. Uh, we're excited for the future of our company, inspired to bring together players from all the world to form lasting friendships and memories. Per Audacia Ad Astra, uh, I'll have to ask Thomas what that means later. It's probably a fucking destiny thing. It probably means like yeah. kill, kill all humans or something like that. Um, <laughs> Sony announced, of course, it was going to be buy back in February. We, that's, when, that's when I remember. Because uh, I thought we were going to freeze again. That's that's probably why I remember it so much. Um, yeah. But the SC fought with the uh, for the completed deal from July 15. Notes that the total price was approximately 3.7 billion dollars. No, IGN, I don't want your shit. Um, <laughs> when the deal was made public, Bungie confirmed that it was will be, it will run as an independent subsidiary of SIE and will remain a multiplayer multi platform studio with the option to publish and reach players where they choose. Uh, Bungie is currently work hard at work on supporting Destiny 2, but has much more planned for the future. While the details of these projects have yet to be revealed, uh, we've talked about um, Studio Candia confirmed Destiny 2 contains an Easter egg teasing the next game. In 2018, Bungie said it wanted to release at least one non-Destiny game by 2025. And of course, Jobs has hinted that this could be comedic, may feature whimsical characters. So, yeah, the, 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 uh, the Acclamations War continues, and Bungie is now officially under the Sony Interactive Entertainment branch. Despite being it's, able to, it's interesting how more of these acquisitions are being made like as independent multi-platform studios, despite being owned by you know right. a conglomerate. Right. Because like Bethesda was the same way. They're like, oh no, we're, we'll assess it game by game whether to be multi-platform or Microsoft exclusive. And it's like, then why are you being bought? <laughs> right. Other than it's their library, but like to have always, yeah, like like to have it's on their services. To never leave their library, to always have people stay in their library. That's what I, That's fair. I mean, yeah, I could see it from like you know, obviously, PlayStation is building their whole um, like their Plus library now. Microsoft has the Game Pass. I, I can see it kind of from a, I guess I'd call it a Disney standpoint, where like you already own the things, so you don't have to pay the licensing to put them on your service. Um, because like we were Except, we, we were rewatching um. Yeah. Uh, Multiverse of Madness over the weekend, and I noticed that like Wanda's kids were watching like old Disney cartoons, uh. and it's like, oh, okay, they put that on the TV because they don't have to pay for it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> um, so it's that kind of thing of like the more things you own, the less licensing nightmare you have to deal with. But still, if, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess we'll have to see. Maybe, maybe they'll be like certain games like I said like it, it is weird but I'm mean, thinking you look at Bethesda like their Starfield is going to be on Xbox consoles only but mm-hmm. or Xbox consoles only and, and uh, uh, PC so you can't play it you're not going to be able to play that and game. I imagine you can like bargain to you know it's like well if you want this new Bungie game you got to pay us for it yeah that, that, that could be awesome so we'll see the future is definitely interesting um, but let's let's see if they make Destiny 3 or not um, yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna switch over a topic which I wanted to talk about this like several months ago, but uh, Justin was out of the country and then everything kind of fell through apart here. But it is what it is. Um, we meant to talk about this last week, but uh, I was feeling tired. I don't feel as much tired, so we're gonna talk about it. Xbox Game Pass fatigue is it a thing? Is it real? And this came from uh, back in this early in the summer, early June. Kotaku did an article talking about it like is is game pass fatigue is is where people are still subscribing i think at the time there's reports that um game pass was subscribers and 
you know, are people staying, you know, considering the content is there. And I'm going to ask you guys, we're all pay. We all support Xbox Game Pass. I think we all have access to Game Pass in one mm-hmm. form or another. Uh, do you believe, just flat out, uh, do you have Xbox Game Pass fatigue? Yes. Okay. Do you want elaboration or just an Ele- answer right now? Elaboration. Go elaborate. Okay. So I'm actually looking over like the recently added right now um, because I do that every now and then just like as updates come and it's gotten to the point where like there's still some things that are added where I'm like, oh, cool. I've never heard of that. I'll check it out. It seems interesting. Um, Or like, oh, man, I've been waiting to play this game and now it's free, so I might as well. Um, But more often than not, it's like, where did these games come from? (laughs) Like looking on here. Power Wash Simulator, which apparently is dope, but it's whatever. Yeah, it's, a um, it's everyone's like, playing that game. Don't don't diss it, dude. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's it's random, um, and I feel like it's only doing well because people can play it on Game Pass, which again is a good reason to have it. Mm. But it's not the high profile titles I feel like they were getting. Um, anyway, my friend Peppa Pig, Paw Patrol the movie, Adventure City Calls. Uh, match point tennis championship. Um, all the Yakuza games which left and came back, so I'm not really counting those. Uh, uh, House Flipper, which is something I tried briefly and thought it was like a, I had heard kind of cool things about the game, but it's very much like a first person, like you just clean things and and place objects around the houses. I thought it was more of like a Sims, you know, where you like design and all that. I guess there is some of that, but like the interface was bad. Um, but yeah, that's random. Uh, FIFA 22. That's a big one. Um, yes, but it's a yearly sports game. Like, Still big. And then stuff coming, uh, MotoGP 22. Like, so like there, there's some big titles still. Uh, Dust um, Fall, As the Dust Falls, which is a Microsoft exclusive game. Oh, okay. I heard of that, but I didn't really know anything about it. Like, they're getting a Plague Tale Requiem, which is a big deal. Yeah. Um, Scorn, another exclusive, I think. Uh, Hello Neighbor 2. Like, there's some stuff coming, for sure. And I just, like, I just downloaded Garden Story, because that seems kind of neat. Um, but, I don't know. Like, I, I've been less excited about the new games getting added for the past few months. Mm-hmm. And usually when there is one, I play just, like, out of curiosity. I don't really like it that much. Or, like, you know, I have so many other things that I play it once and then don't go back to it. That kind of thing. Like, they're not really, like, grabbing me like they did at launch. And maybe part of that's me. It might not, I mean, I'm not specifically... Like, I never got around to playing Psychonauts 2. I played... The, I was super excited to play the gunk. And I got a few hours in and then quit. Like, again, that could be me. The games are available. Like, they're out there. I still own them. Technically, unless they unless they leave the surface, but I don't know. It's nice for multiplayer reasons because you can, like, if someone else has a game, um, the Ninja Turtles was also a big one recently. That was on. Yeah, exactly. Like you can just download it and play with other people. Like you don't have to think about it. It's it's a lot more accessible for uh, like multiplayer streams and stuff because it's not like. Oh, well, I don't own this game, and I can't really afford to get it right now. It's like, it's on Game Pass. Let's do it. And I like that aspect. 
like Sea of Thieves. Not a game I would buy, but my friends wanted to stream it. And so I was like, sure, I'll join you. I can download it. That's fine. And we had a good time. So I get the merit of it. I think part of it is because the the PlayStation Plus service came out and it has a much better selection of like the last, you know, four generations worth of games. Um, And it's still growing, but actually really five generations of games, I guess, because it's PS1 through PS5. Um, And so I've been pretty full on those games. I haven't really felt the need to come to Game Pass as much. So again, I don't necessarily think it's Game Pass's fault, but I definitely don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth as much from it lately. So there's that. Uh, I thought I was hitting it, um, but now I've kind of changed the philosophy. I've kind of added like, like, you know, what I've done with like streaming services, like how I never use them, and like, I I use it as my experimentation box because a lot of these games I wouldn't play, to be honest with you. Like, there's mm-hmm. some things I just wouldn't touch. Um, just let me let me look at my uh, library because a lot of these I set to like, oh, I'll, I'll set this aside. I'll set this aside. Um, like, um, oh god, what's one that I tried recently that was like a thing? Like Spirit Spirit Fair. Uh, I'll use that example because that was on Game Pass, and I was like, I'll stream Spirit Fair. I I like as as like. Um, to me, like I don't really care if Xbox doesn't have like the huge big games because most of the most of the big games that they have are stuff that I'm typically not interested in. Typically, that's not always true. Um, but I always like to try to find some experimental stuff. And I played Spirit Fair after hearing about it, and they let you know, and uh, I fell in love with it. Um, I think sometimes it's it's like you look at these games, you don't know what they are, you don't really what to make of them because you never really heard them you don't hear buzz about them for the most part unless they're like a really big re- release like um uh, what, what, like what, what came out this week that was a like, huge um or like when bugs that t- hits the service or something like that um you know so like, like to me I'm always finding something to play um and, and like instance Far Cry 5 just got out of the gate pass like that's huge um but also if that wasn't going to come out I would have had um, you know, nope. I could have played Nobody Saves the World. Uh, this is um, like t- to me. I use it. As, I see it as my indie toy box, my my big deep indie toy box that I can dive in and find something unique to play with. And that never and and because of how different and unique these games are, you know, sure they're not all going to stick. And I think that's like you can't. You can't possibly try to commit to every single game, but chances are there's going to be something in there for you. Um, and I think they do a good job of based on your um, what you've played in the four recommending stuff. I'm like, well, you maybe you should try this and try this, and you look at the, the selections and you go from there. Um, you know, you played an RPG, so I recommend you that that sort of game. So, but I can definitely see why. You know, considering it's a lot of it's they're adding a lot of stuff, and a lot of it is unknown and then depending on the kind of person you are maybe you have other things to fulfill to fulfill your your time um but i don't feel like i don't feel like that at all to me i i i think it's it's great that they're adding all this stuff like there's this, this great game i haven't tried yet uh called chorus that's like this cool like racing adventure game that i i never would have heard of that i've been meaning to try for some time 
Um, I would have never heard that heard about that beforehand, and I think it's only on on uh, like next gen systems and PC. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think I think it's possible with some people. It, it, I think it depends on the kind of person you are. If you're just looking for those big releases, or you're just undecisive on what you want to play and you have no idea what to play, then it can be overwhelming. But I think if you kind of just open your mind and just go, you know what, fuck it, let's just try this. And let's see how it goes. The worst you're going to do is maybe waste an hour of your time. Because usually, generally, for most of these games, you're only going to waste about an hour. So, um, I think it's real to a degree. But I think the expectations of it are not, uh, of it being fatigue are not real. And it's per person. Um, you just have to know what, you just have to be open, more minded of what you're looking for. Fair. Um, I honestly don't feel like I have Game Pass fatigue because I barely touch Game Pass myself. Like, <laughs> I feel like the the service itself has merit. Like, the idea behind it is cool. It's just that the games that they uh, put on there don't really tickle my fancy personally at points. Like, I'm really particular about what I play personally. Uh, and the games I play vary from week to week. And... Every episode of this very game cast is proof of that. Like, one week I'll be playing Yakuza 0, then the next week I'll probably be playing Fists and North Star. Um, but every week then... you're playing Master Duel. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't changed. Um, I play Yu-Gi-Oh! every single day of my life, motherfuckers. Don't you forget that. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I'm just... I guess I'm just kind of weird like that. Like Ben said, it just depends on who you are. But again, I'm not knocking Game Pass. I think it's a great service. It's just not one that I use very much, in all honesty. So I really don't have that much to say on it. I like having it there. Because like I said, if there is something that I'm like, oh, this seems neat, I can pick it up and play it without any commitment. And then if I don't like it, okay, uninstall it. That's fine. Exactly. Um... You know that that's I mean as as a streamer, as somebody who streams four times a week, and sometimes you like I have a, I have a big Switch library, a big Steam library, but the depth that this thing has, and the variety it has, is insane. Um, mm-hmm. Again, that led to me playing Spirit Fair and Tetris Connect and bug and fucking Bug Snacks, which I fell in love. Like, and I, I think that's coming how you said like this you as a person, um, where uh, you you know. Be, some of the games just don't show with you, but um, versus like it's which is funny because I, I I would get made fun of for you know, you know only doing this and not touching these games, but here I am playing a you know death life sim and a you know a bug catching monster connection game, you know. Um, so who what, what are you to do? Um, uh, I I think it depends on what like I said earlier. I think it depends what you're looking for and being. You know, Expectations go a long way. No, for sure. Like I said, I like and maybe maybe that's that's me. I don't have big expectations. To me, like it's like if I have if I'm playing one game, um, a month like Far Far Cry like Far Cry is justifying like Far Cry alone is justifying its expense this month. Like even that's and it's also playing Tetris and Spiritfarer and these other games I've been playing mm-hmm. on the side. Like you know like like to me if you like. Most of these games average anywhere from ten to thirty dollars. Game Pass is fifty dollars yeah. a month, so to me, it, it evens all out. 
Yeah, there's whole months when I don't really look at it. But then others when, like, a lot of big games come out. So I feel like it's... It makes sense to keep the subscription because when something good comes, I'll want to have it. It's, to me, it's like... And otherwise, it's just supporting. Yeah, I, 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 like, yeah. And I, I don't see it as just looking for big releases. Like, I like the exper- I like the experimental shit. Because the experimental... Like, I... Tunic, I would consider experimental because I wouldn't consider that a, a big release. Like maybe some would, mm-hmm. but like like I would have never touched that game if it was you know just on PC. Like oh, it's a box, the Zelda game, whatever. It looks it looked generic as fuck, and then you play it and like oh shit, this game is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Another example of that. So you know, to me, it's like I like when they throw in you know oh god, what's a good example? Like this oh, this one game I'm seeing on here, Overwhelm. Which is like the whole gimmick is that like the enemies get powered ups and you don't like that. Mm-hmm. That seems fucking cool. Um, looking in my other library right now, um, you know, Loot River, which is like this um, uh, roguelike game that I've been wanting to try. That looks excellent. I haven't had a chance to sit down and try it yet. Um, hell, a, a, a Uden Chronicles Rising. You know, I've never I, like the prequel game to the big. Uh, new game that people make tweaking in like that was a cool experience. Uh, I never, I haven't beaten it. I haven't gone back to it, but I, I feel like I played a good amount of time to where like clearly it was, it was okay to not go back to it. Uh, there's one called Escape Academy that just came out that I had seen a lot of things during, uh, what was it, the game games summer games fest or whatever. Um, and I guess it was a day one drop on Game Pass, and it seems really cool. I think it has multiplayer too. Oh, yeah, online co-op. Okay. That could be one to check out, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I don't... I think... I don't think... I honestly don't think Game Pass TV is real. I think people's open-mindedness is... Uh, closed-mindedness is real, to be to be frank. For sure. In, in all honesty. Because the most people I hear complain about Game Pass is the, the same fucking jokes you hear all the time. It's like, they have no games, and no excuses I'm like you know you know those are the same people who um will play will be playing Stray this week on PlayStation Plus um which that's also you could say as an experimental game because you're playing an open world game as a cat like that's that's a that's not a game that most people would consider a must have but it's being I can't wait it's being marketed as so (laughs) like you know so yeah I, I don't think it's real I think I think people just need to understand that this service because if this service was just AAA big budget games, you know, like like the things we know it's coming out, like Day One Game Pass, this thing would crumble so fast. And and the companies behind because like you can't play all that stuff all the time, you just can't. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be a sustainable business model. Exactly. If it was like daily releases that are sixty dollars games, right? Like that. That's 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 crazy to expect that. And the fact that we're, like, what, two years into this service and people still expect that is insane to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I straight up, I fully mentioned that, or fully admitted, that the reason I haven't been on it as much is because of the PlayStation Plus catalog. But that's another thing that will probably be in the same boat in a year. Yeah. Like, you know. oh, it doesn't get the big releases. Why do I still pay for it? Blah, blah, blah. But, like... You pay for the service, the yeah. accessibility of the content. Yeah, not to mention the good perk rewards they give you that nobody really talks about. Yeah, 
Yeah, Thomas was talking about those recently. How like you can basically just get like free gift cards and stuff. Yeah, free gift cards, uh, free like in-game stuff. Um, like like I got Fall Guy shit from it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like you can, and if you're like you know, you get a whole and now that you can reclaim Yu Yu Hakusho the first season, all twenty eight episodes for like right now they they gave away a month of Marvel Unlimited for uh, I think no three months of Marvel Unlimited. Uh, for like like in May, which I stupidly didn't jump on, uh, but th- that'll come back because they always come back. Like Spotify was there for a while, so I, I don't mm-hmm. think, um, yeah, I-, I think Game Pass fatigue is a myth. I'm gonna say it right now, it's a it's a myth perpetrated by the the mainstream gaming media. Oh God, oh, to no. sell more physical copies. Yeah, um, you know, and there's something like. And I'll di- I mean, like the thing is whether we like it or not, and all digital future is upon us with with games, with how these whether whether even physical games um, have to have update patches and shit. You know, you're online even if you have it, it's you're gonna need something to play it online. Um, and you know, I think paying fifteen bucks or even just ten bucks a month for for a PC Game Pass is not bad at all, considering what you what you get. Mm-hmm. But is there oh, anything three months of Discord Nitro in here? Yeah, if you if you haven't already qualified, um, is there anything you you think you could could Xbox Game Pass improve upon going forward? Like, what what is something that they could do to either entice you to play more, or or whether it's the UI, the interface, or something to get you to play more? I think the only thing I'd really want to see added is the entire back catalog of uh, Microsoft exclusive games on PC. Or yeah, okay, yeah, because it's because like I was talking with uh, with Thomas about how like you know Halo Five isn't on PC. Like basically now every Xbox exclusive gets put on console and PC. Right. But the ones that came out before that was a thing haven't all made that switch. And so, like, you know, a lot of the, like, the uh, 360 backwards compatibility and that kind of thing, like, none of that's on PC. And I think if they could get all of that through PC Game Pass, that would be huge. I kind of get what they don't, because they still want people to get consoles. Yeah, to a degree. But, yeah. But, like, they're selling this service that is not full parity between PC and Xbox, because you get more stuff on Xbox, even if you pay for the full, you know, the Game Pass Ultimate or, or whatever, you still get more stuff on X, on console than you do on PC. Right. For sure. If you are into playing those retro titles, like like the 360, the original Xbox, it depends on, it depends on your preference, which I think that's why they offer, they offer two different ones, because not everybody wants to, may want to have those, or they don't want to buy the $400 box or $300 box to to, to have those old adventures, but I do agree Wait, that's my you. thing. I don't want to have to use the Xbox to play some of those games. Right. When I could, you know, like, have, let's say, cross-save between Xbox and PC, and I could just boot it up here. Right. I think, who knows why they don't do that, other than, like, keeping, they want to have some people play on console. Um, who knows, maybe it, it could be a license, it could be a licensing thing. Like, like, it, like, whatever, whenever they originally signed those contracts, it could be that. It could be a lot of things. We're not lawyers here. Um, it's just speculation and all, but I think that would greatly improve. Because I would like to play Perfect Dark, uh, like the 360 mm-hmm. version. I, keep, I hear it's not great, but I would like to try it. Um, 
or like even like the N64 um, Banjo Kazooie on PC. You know, I think that would be neat. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. The Xbox version is so much better than the N64 original. Yeah, uh, and when it comes to collecting the notes, anyway, can you mm-hmm. can can a can a mediocre game get better just by being on a different yeah. console? I mean, it can become slightly less mediocre. So that's still mediocre. Like that change alone makes the Xbox version of Banjo Kazooie uh, better than the N64. I never went back. It also looks better. I look better, but okay. Tyler, is there anything else for Game Pass? Could they do to get you to play more stuff on there? Um, not particularly. Um, again, it just depends on my mood, in all honesty. So if they have something on there that I feel like playing, then, you know what? It's free. Fuck it. I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I'm probably just not going to be touching it like I usually do. Just do whatever random shit I feel like doing, you know? It's just a me thing, in all honesty. It's not you, it's me. Yes, exactly. Um, meanwhile, for me, I continue to find weird indie games to play on Xbox Game Pass. I feel like I should put that on my Twitch stream, like, uh, play of, available via Game Pass, since I plug that shit so much. Um, you know. Hey, be Microsoft, funny. Microsoft, hey. Can I get into the Outer Worlds 2 key? Game Pass or Game hey. Smash? Hey. Oh, that'd be great <laughs> for a meme or a stream. Smash a, play, a player uh, Smasher Pass Game Pass games and like you look at whether you play them or not that'd be hilarious um, well they actually do have um, this is actually something I wish that uh, PlayStation had on their service because it would make my randomizer series so much easier but um, Game Pass does have this like what will you play next surprise me option where it'll just pull up a random game for you to play so you could do a stream around that like let you know, let Game Pass decide what game you play like every hour or something like that. Yeah, that that could be neat. That could be like a like a good marathon stream to do, considering yeah. the, the library. The thing, the only problem you run into that is it better be small games because if it's a big ass game, you're gonna be there for a while, and depending on your internet download speed. That's true. That would be the only like randomly gets Persona Five. Well, time, well, time to go out ring shopping. <laughs> or like, um, like even like in a, one of the Assassin's Creed games or like that. Like, yeah, maybe like you know maybe you have fast internet, and I do. Like, it won't take that long, but it's still time when you're not streaming, and which you could function around mm-hmm. it. But that would be the only caveat. You would almost have to like make your list in advance, right? And, like, write them down in order. And then be like, okay, first hour is going to be this game. Second hour is this game. Yeah. So, like, they just kind of have to trust that you, you know, were honest with it. Right. Which, it's your Twitch chat. They're going to call you out. <laughs> Anyways, regardless. It's just, it's just uh, how yep. it be. Okay. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that wraps it up. Uh, do you think Xbox Game Pass fatigue is real? Are you tired of the service? What do you think the service should do more? Let us know. Uh, Justin, please plug your PlayStation stuff. You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch uh, or TikTok. Um, I, like I said, I am continuing the PlayStation randomizer. Um, I have like four more in the can right now. Um, we're we're in a bit of a slump, y'all. I was I was pretty excited by some of the games I was getting for a while, but. Mm. It's been, it's been pretty spotty. Yeah. Um, we have the first skip in a while coming up. Um, 
next, maybe? I don't remember. I Like I said, I have, I'm like four or five ahead. I kind of have to be when I'm putting out, you know, one every other day, basically. Um, but yeah, it would be nice if the randomizer gods would cut me a break. Uh, and then on Pray Twitch... Pray Jesus. <laughs> um, on Twitch, me and Thomas, uh, former CEO of the Charge Shot, Kane Plays Stuff, are playing Man of Madon, which I did not mention earlier. Um, I kind of want to beat it and then talk about it. Uh, but that's been pretty neat. It's one of those, like, uh, Until Dawn type, uh, it's the, the Dark Pictures anthology or whatever. Um, like, kind of playable movies with, you know, choose-your-own-adventure elements and stuff. It's neat. And I really like the multiplayer element of it. Because at any given time, it's just like, each of you plays a different character, and you see, like, different uh, elements play out. Um, so yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Tyler! You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTy. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel. Home of Tyler Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I also stream live on Twitch on twitch.tv slash Shoes one though I haven't been streaming lately because this sickness has been kicking my ass for the past week or so, and I probably won't be streaming uh, tonight because I am so wiped out, man. Like, hmm. I just started not enough by the end of the show. Uh... Check my Twitch schedule to see what the heck I'll be playing. Um, as for, excuse me, on the Cinema Shot side of things, uh, we recorded the new Studio Ghibli episode. So when the audio version of this episode comes out, uh, check out the episode for Castle in the Sky. That's a fun one. Yeah, it was. Nice. It was very special. I'm really glad it won over Star Wars. I'm really glad it did. <laughs> um, we still got Star Wars references in there, so yeah. I didn't completely lose. No, no, that's that's true. And you can follow me at twittercom marvelous Iggy for all things related to me. Um, you can follow me at uh, onlyfanscom marvelous Iggy. Uh, I'll leave nope. that there. What? Uh, and you can follow me live at twitchtv iggy 2814 where um, I uh, <laughs> I stream four times a week, uh, all at six p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, and uh, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, kind of loosey doosey schedule. I have no idea what I'm be doing. Other than for sure, Mario RPGs on Wednesdays and uh, Spirit Fair for the future on Tuesdays. Because God, I love that game so fucking much. Uh, and Monster Hunter on Saturdays. So there you go. Sundays are like the only viable ones that I'm like, I don't know what to play today. Um, uh, that's and of course, go to charge.com for this episode as well as the wrestling show. Which should be coming back soon. Me and Tyler, Thomas, doing episodes again. I think I'm almost done uploading all the ones we haven't done. We haven't uploaded yet. Uh, and that's gonna do it, everybody. We'll see you all next week for some more uh, fun gaming stuff. Until next time, guys. Stay charged. <laughs>